Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Derek Wills with Lone Star Gun Rights, and uh, you are watching the Lone Star Gun Talk podcast, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And man, what a uh, crazy past 72 hours this whole thing has been. Um, it, Dennis Bonin has absolutely gone full nuclear against uh, gun rights, gun rights advocates, and um, you know, uh, all at the same time, he's drug one of our own under the mud on the national stage, and it's uh, it's all been truly pathetic and absolutely ridiculous and indicative of just the type of, of person that he is. Um, Chris McNutt is uh, taking the day off. Uh, it's kind of much needed. And today, we have on the phone with us the Director of Political Operations for the National Association for Gun Rights, uh, Christopher Stone. Chris, welcome to Glowing Star Gun Talk. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, so uh, you're with the national organization, and um, I know that you've been keeping tabs on what's going on here in Texas. Uh, you know, y'all have been very successful in everything that y'all have done from South Dakota to Oklahoma, Kentucky, um, and, you know, Texas has just been uh, it's, it's been a battleground for whatever reason, whenever it comes to gun rights. And, um, it, it has become, uh, it has become an embarrassment at this point that we have to fight so hard for, for, uh, to advance gun rights here in, in the state of Texas, given our reputation that we don't even live up to. Um, so why don't you give some, uh, some of us just a quick background on who you are, what you do with NAGR. Uh, and then we'll delve into backstabbing Bonin's betrayal of all of us. Absolutely. Um, well, like you said, I, I do work for, for the national group, and uh, my role is to be the director of political operations. I also help cover some of the uh, public affairs work uh, for the organization. And I've been, I've been working in gun rights either part-time or volunteer, and obviously now professionally for about 13 years. Um, so it's definitely a part of my life. Uh, I love doing it. I actually worked... Uh, for for a little bit for the other national group gun owners of america before coming to work for nagr and what i really help do um in my role is, is work with individuals like chris mcnutt and other state directors or regional directors for organization who kind of like you said we, we send them to states like kentucky and oklahoma and south dakota and when we can you know really establish full boots on the ground you know operations like chris runs uh, in texas and basically help set either our, our legislative agenda, you know, what we're trying to accomplish, how we have to accomplish our legislative agenda. And then also during election season, running, you know, our issue discussion program uh, to our members and to, and to voters, reminding them how uh, individuals, their legislators voted and acted during election season. And then um, because I used to live in the Washington, D.C. area for a while and, and worked on Capitol Hill, I also travel out to Washington, D.C. some to work with our DC staff. We have a small office in Washington, DC, where we do direct lobbying. So that's what I kind of do is just help work in the day-to-day -day political operations uh, for 
for the president of our organization, for our senior political director, as they set the agenda, as they set our priorities, I kind of help take their priorities and, and put them into motion. Right. Um, so, you know, we would expect some of the things that, well, we would expect politicians to lie. That's what a lot of politicians do. Uh, there is the rare exception, uh, but most politicians, doesn't matter what letter they have by their name, uh, they lie about a lot of things. And Dennis Bonin, um, he lied about a lot of things. There, you, you know, after the retirement of Joe Strauss, um, who essentially was forced to retire because you had county Republican parties um, passing motions of no confidence in Joe Strauss, and he had to step down as the longest-running speaker uh, in Texas legislative history, and a lot of people speculated that Dennis Bonin would be his replacement because he had been speaker pro tem uh, for the two sessions prior to that. And, uh, you know, Dennis Bonin had killed constitutional carry uh, the last session. Be uh, uh, and I think even the session before that, uh, because at the time House rules had stated that um, it basically they twisted House rules to prevent Jonathan Stickland uh, from laying out amendments on the floor in order to get constitutional carry put in them. And that was a whole fiasco in and of itself. But after Strauss retired, there were a couple of people who threw their hats, their names into the ring for uh, to become speaker, one of which was Phil King, who was on the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee chair last session. Um, and there were a couple of others. And then Dennis Bonin, nobody heard from him for a long time. And then all of a sudden, everybody, including the Freedom Caucus, is supporting this guy for speaker and talking about how he's different, how he's not going to be another Strauss. And to be quite honest, given current events, he's not another Strauss. He's worse. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of disgusting. Uh, all of the, the promises that were made, he won the speakership. He won the gavel with a vote of 147 to 0. And... Here we are finding ourselves completely uh, just, well, not surprised, but um, I guess we're, we're put in, a, in, a, in an area that we were not expecting to go in this session. Uh, I, I don't think that y'all had anything on y'all's end to indicate this, that anything like this would happen, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what you're describing is, is kind of like you said, it's, it's not surprising, but, you know, and, and from our perspective, it's unfortunately it's not unique to texas you know we see this happen in a lot of state legislatures it, all, it obviously happens in washington dc but you get individuals who who want to you know be a speaker or be in a position of power or be in leadership of some sort and you know they come across messaging pro-gun and, and people rally behind them you know perhaps they're a very charismatic figure very good you know personable when they're in the legislature able to make friends and then once they get in that position, you know, they essentially just abandon all basic liberty or conservative principles, you know, and from our perspective, it's obviously gun rights. And, you know, they go from being, oh, I'm pro-gun, you know, we'll, we'll do this, we'll, we'll, we'll set this agenda. And then all of a sudden they go, well, you know, this year's not the year, or maybe we'll hold a hearing. And, you know, I'm sure if, if you know, I talked to Chris more about it, you know, we could perhaps see some of that with Dennis Bonin beforehand. And then, you know, once he won the speakership, it became pretty clear, you know, from the beginning of the legislative cycle that, um, you know, as soon as he appointed Pancho Navarez to run that committee, 
you know, someone who's been praised by moms demand action. You know, that, that, that was the big first sign of, okay, this is going to be a rough legislative session where the Speaker of the House is literally appointing somebody who receives praise from one of the most known anti-gun groups who hate any and all positive Second Amendment legislation. Uh, so that's when we kind of truly were like, okay, the rubber's hitting the road. This is going to be this is going to be pretty rough. But we do see that theme, you know, in state legislators, all legislatures all across the country, where people get into positions of power and man, they just they they lose track of their principles really quickly. Right. Uh, everybody watching, I put up the tweet that he's talking about here from Shannon Watts um, from Moms Demand Action, uh, saying. Moms Demand is grateful for Texas Representative Pancho Navarez, a gun owner, because that's a qualifier for some reason, and a gun sense champion in the hashtag Texas legislature. And, you know, that was our first red flag. And that was when we started really, we started applying pressure. We were thinking that Navarez would be, or we, we know that uh, historically even Strauss appointed Democrats as chairman, um, but they were always of you know, committees that wouldn't have a major impact on much actual policy in Texas, maybe agriculture or, or something like that. Um, and, uh, but he's being made chairman of the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee where historically all gun legislation goes through. Um, and that's where constitutional carry had been for, for every session that it has been filed. That's where open carry went whenever we were pushing for that. And uh, Speaker Bonin appointed Pancho Navarez as chairman, and that was our first red flag. And we started kicking back. Um, and and one thing that we that really rubbed us wrong. Uh, anybody that was keeping up with things last session from two years ago, uh, Matt Rinaldi, who was a rep, he's no longer a state rep, but he was a rep at the time two years ago. Um, he was assaulted and physically threatened with violence on the house floor. Uh, Navarez wasn't the one who assaulted him, but he did say, uh, he would get him on his way to his car. Uh, and, and this is the guy that's going to be hearing gun legislation. He's going to be in charge of gun legislation in this state of Texas. He's going to have a say, uh, the ultimate say in gun legislation, whether or not it even gets to the floor for a vote. And so we started applying pressure to Speaker Bonin for this move. And as a result, um, he decided to retaliate in a scathing Facebook post. I don't know if you had the chance to see this whenever it came out. Uh, but Dennis Bonin uh, put this post up on Facebook. I'm going to read it slightly in part. Uh, it says, It has come to my attention that a small handful of gun rights fringe groups have called my leadership into question. I did not know that um, supporting the Second Amendment in its full and uh, full spirit was fringe, but whatever. Uh, he says, for 22 years, I have been an advocate for Texan Second Amendment rights. I have not wavered at any point. And then he goes into talking about the committees and he says, the fact that some fringe groups can't count to five in a nine member committee is really not my problem. I'll bet my credit. I'll bet my critics and AR-15 that their gun rights won't be infringed at the end of the 86th legislative session. Well, I find that really odd because there 
currently infringed just because we have to beg the state for permission to carry out or to exercise a natural right. And so he, he started putting the spotlight on us and we kept applying pressure. And then we started backing things off a bit. Uh, we had heard at the Capitol that Navarez was actually going to promise, he promised us a hearing on the bill. And so we started dialing back a bit and we did that in good faith. Um, I don't know exactly where, uh, or exactly what point they decided to change their mind. I don't know if they were just lying out out of the gate. Um, I don't know if uh, he was just stringing Stickland along. I, if you got information on that, by all means, I I don't know. Um, but you know, they, all of a sudden we're approaching legislative deadlines. And nothing's happening. There are no hearings being scheduled for our for our bill, and that was really concerning. And that's when we started ramping up pressure. Uh, I know they all did the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think what you're doing and what you just spoke here for a little bit is a great breakdown of just the repeated lies that Bonin has told, and that's the focus here. And the repeated mistruths and misdirections, right? I mean, you know, we can go back before the legislative session even started, and the Republican Party of Texas said that one of their literal number one priorities was the Second Amendment and constitutional carry, right? They tell you know, the, the, the individuals who turn out, you know, the average voters, the average gun owners who want constitutional carry, which, by the way, is not a fringe issue, as we all know. Uh, it is the restoration of our gun rights, and three states have already passed it, restored gun rights this year, uh, South Dakota, Oklahoma, and Kentucky, and, and some more states even might consider it as they have legislative sessions in different times. But, you know, they, they said this is a number one priority. So you'd think the Speaker of the House who works for the Republican Party, represents the party, would go, okay, well, then if we know that the this is a number one priority and the Homeland Security Committee is where gun bills come, we're going we're gonna to make that a strong pro-gun committee. And the first thing he does is choose Navarez, like you said, to, to be the leader of the committee. Now, he can get on Facebook and rant all he wants. You know, oh, people, can, they can't count to five. Well, it's not about counting to five. It's about what you did. It's you appointed somebody who we all know is literally praised by somebody who, who, who wants to confiscate your firearms. Moms Demand Action are a group that advocate for literal firearms confiscation. And so you appoint a member of the House who is praised by them to run the committee where gun bills will come through. Come on. I mean, that, that itself is, is preposterous that, that he would even consider doing that. That should be the, one of the strongest committees where we are able to easily bring up bills to be heard and voted on that the people of Texas want to hear and want to have an up and down vote. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. I mean, that, that, that is just absolute lie. Number one from Dennis Bond and from, from the get go that it's, that it's abundantly clear that, his, that his desires are 1,000% not in line with those of the voters. Even though they'll come to your district, they'll send you mail in election season, they'll come knock on your door begging for your vote, saying, oh, I'll be pro-gun, you know, just donate to my campaign and we'll, su we'll support the Second Amendment. And the very first thing he does as speaker is that, I mean, come on, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's just honestly totally out of line with any basic 
um, you know, Second Amendment advocacy. And like you said, you know, accusing, you know, groups of yourself or Texas gun rights of being fringe, fringe groups. Well, you know what? Texas Gun Rights is is an affiliate in the National Association of Gun Rights. We have four and a half million members across the nation. And, and like you said, advocating for constitutional carry is not a fringe issue. It is the number one gun rights issue literally in, 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 state, in every state legislature across the country. So absolutely. I mean, that was the biggest alarm there and the biggest lie he told from, from the get-go. Right. Uh, you know, we got a couple of questions and comments that are coming in and, and people are, are, are really fired up about this as they should be. And that's a, that's definitely a good sign for sure. Uh, Paul says maybe he didn't want to feel pressure from the start and you're right. No, no politician wants to feel pressure because that means that they're doing something wrong. That means that they are starting to, uh, that, that means they're starting to upset people and you can't win without the grassroots. It's just plain and simple. I'm, I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, you know, on the national stage, plenty. Absolutely, absolutely, and and yeah, I mean, just like you said, politicians they hate pressure because a lot of times they what they want to do is they want to make you forget really two things. First of all, they are public officials. You know, they are there to serve the public, and in serving the public, they are there to uphold our rights. And so, yes, when they feel pressure from the grassroots, and that is the power truly of the gun rights issue is the grassroots is that gun owners and people who care about the second amendment they are motivated individuals we are motivated to restore and protect our rights and so they know when they when they start getting phone calls when they get emails when they get petitions when they have people show up at you know public hearings and say what are you going to do on this um yeah the, the heat is cranked up and they and they get the, you know they they rightfully are put on notice of you need to take corrective action and support restoring our rights. So that is the absolute response of why we always want to get our members and supporters engaged is because that's how we make a difference through the First Amendment is through peacefully exercising our right to speech, our right to petition our government to to do the right thing and restore our rights. Absolutely. And a lot of people are talking about uh, peaceful protests. Uh, you know, they're talking about we should uh, start we should start uh, doing some more organizing, and I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, session's still going. Um, and one of the things that I saw whenever we were applying pressure is some people didn't want to call, and they would say phone calls don't work. Phone calls absolutely work. When their phones are ringing off the hook, and, you know, we got feedback from the Capitol that they were receiving three, 400 phone calls a day from different people asking the speaker to prioritize constitutional carry for a, for a hearing for a floor vote that absolutely has an impact and if nothing else is indicative of it it is the war that Bonin waged against us um, because he did not want to feel pressure and the pressure that he did feel was incredible so much that he felt that he needed to try and destroy us which I'm gonna say that he failed miserably at doing um, but yeah, absolutely. Phone calls absolutely work. Um, and I, it's not just here in Texas. I'm sure that phone calls played a big role in South Dakota, Kentucky, Oklahoma, and everywhere else that constitutional carry is law. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I would just, just, you know, not to repeat what you said, cause that was a perfect analysis. Um, the phone calls do work and let me, let me just give you even a slightly different example. I was working 
in Washington, D.C. We're, we got to go back a couple years, but if people remember 2013, President Obama's in office. They're trying to pass uh, universal gun registration, the Toomey Mansion bill. I was, I was a federal lobbyist at that time, and we were fighting. We were downtown all the time, going to members' offices, going to these big meetings uh, with staffers, urging them to resist and vote no on gun control. And we and a, lo we and a lot of other national groups were pouring phone calls in. There were literally times where I was walking the halls of the Senate office buildings, and I would walk past an office where we knew calls were getting uh, cranked up on, and their front desk people were sitting there. Literally, they could not – they couldn't even really get up to go to the bathroom because they were getting – so many phone calls, polite but firm phone calls that you sh you will not support this legislation. Do not vote for this. Um, and of course, they report those to their boss, you know, their chief of staff. And so, absolutely, on the state level, even more, when you get hundreds or thousands of people to call and say, "We we want you to support constitutional carry, and if you don't do it, we're going to remember come election time." So, absolutely, for everyone on Facebook Live right now, I, I know picking up the phone. It might even be intimidating. You know, I, I, we know people got busy lives. They've got jobs and kids and families, and, and it can be hard. But if you can just carve out five minutes or less to go online, you know, Bonin's number's out there. It's it's public information. They, he publishes it. Call that number and, and do not relent in saying you must still hear constitutional carry. This is, you know, you need to apologize for the lies that you're spreading. Uh, and, and hear this bill. It needs to come up for a hearing now. So absolutely, don't don't let up on the phone calls at all. Right. Um, no, they they definitely work. Um, I mean, we've we've had instances um, where they've disconnected their phone lines because they could not handle the call volume, and th those those are always the best moments. They really are. Um, but Bonin really did not like what we were doing, and. What happened? What happened next was absolutely dis despicable. Um, you know, Chris McNutt and uh, all of us here at Lone Star Gun Rights, we're all we're all friends. We all talk. You know, we all have the same goal. We might work for different organizations, but we all have the same goal. We might do a couple of different things tactically, uh, but ultimately, we we are unified in our fight and. Because of because Chris was able to uh, to go and put flyers on in key neighborhoods. Now, keep in mind, it's not just that he went to uh, uh, Dustin Burroughs or Four Prices or or Dennis Bonin's neighborhoods. He was going to many different neighborhoods in his district. And I've got up on the screen a couple of screenshots from the Facebook Live. Uh, uh, streams that Chris did from the TXGR web, uh, Facebook page, and he's got he, all he's got is a piece of paper with a flyer that says, "Contact Dustin Burroughs, contact Fort Price, contact Dennis Bonin, tell them to prioritize HP three fifty seven." And man, what uh, Speaker Bonin did is he he ultimately laid a trap for for Chris um, because Bonin's neighborhood was last hit. Bonin asked for DPS protection. And uh, the media, the national media, is now carrying this crazy this story that a crazy gun rights advocate was showing up to the, the, the home of the Speaker of the House to question. And th this is a direct quote from Fox News. And basically, no matter where you get the story from on the national stage, it's all word for word. Quote, 
He showed up to Bonin's home in Lake Jackson on Wednesday to question why the bill had stalled. Now, that, in, that doesn't say I'm posting flyers. That says I'm going to beat on the speaker's door and I'm going to ask him questions at his home. And th that's not what happened. Uh, you can see here on the far right screenshot, it says, Welcome to Angleton. Angleton is in Bonin's district, but so is Lake Jackson, and that's where Bonin lives. He did his live stream in Angleton, not in Lake Jackson. And what's really crazy, um, if, if you guys haven't seen this, here is a screenshot from my phone uh, when Chris texted me, and as well as uh, Justin and AJ, who are the founders of the Lone Star Gun Rights. DPS had two troopers posted outside of Bonin's home, and I laughed at that because I thought it was funny. Nobody, you know, I, we weren't expecting anything like that to happen. And he said, so I ended up talking to them for about 10 minutes about what Bonin is doing, gave them some of my flyers, and one of the troopers went and put it on Bonin's door for me. They surprisingly both seemed supportive of constitutional carry and what we were doing. Uh, and these three screenshots that I'm just going to kind of gloss over really quickly, uh, it's it's all in the article, but these three screenshots are his GPS tracking for the three days that he was in uh, the three reps districts. And you can see that they're all over the place, meaning that he's actually going to neighborhoods, not just to the speaker's house, but, you know, whatever. Um, and so now the national story is that Texas gun rights, NAGR, uh, Lone Star Gun Rights has been mentioned in a bunch of these because of some of the comments that, that uh, because people are angry and in the comments people are saying things uh, that, well, they're not entirely flattering, but uh, now the media is trying to, to push this lie for Bonin that these are fringe groups. Um, you said earlier that you got over 4 million members across the country. Uh, here, you know, Lone Star Gun Rights, we got over 170,000 in, in Texas. Uh, I don't consider that to be fringe. Do you? No, it's, it's not fringe at all. And if, if you just give me a moment, I appreciate everything you said there. And I just want to break down a lot of things you said. I don't know our exact membership count in Texas, but it is literally one of our largest state groups. And we have very active and very supportive members and donors. Let me just say a few things. First, Dennis Bonin is a liar. And I, I don't I don't use that word lightly. I want listeners to know that. I don't just call people liars, you know, it's a popular thing to say, you know, be, you know, over the top. But Dennis Bonin is a liar. He is actively lying and trying to destroy the character of Chris McNutt. And I can tell you, I'm sure you know, I have known Chris for years. Chris is a person of high moral character and integrity. He is not a violent person. He would never threaten anyone. And those are straight-up lies that Dennis Bonin must apologize for. Now, let's, let's break this down. Let's break down what happened. Let's think about this. During the election season, I've already kind of said this, but I want to repeat it again. During the election season, politicians literally come to our doors and, and ask us to vote for them. And they send us mail, and they give us leaflets, and they send us emails and phone calls saying, please vote for me, please vote for me, I'm pro-gun. They do this every year. Every politician who wants your vote will come and do this. And then they go and they serve in the legislature, and oftentimes they do the exact opposite. Chris McNutt, armed only with orange postcards, by the way, there's lies going around that he, that he had a firearm, which he's legally allowed to carry firearms, but he did not have a gun. He was literally armed 
by himself with just postcards. You, you know, it's funny so, on that. Uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris, but um, I saw David Hogg's tweet. Uh, and one of the things, what he said was not only was it just, it, it wasn't just Chris, but it was a lot uh, basically what he was trying to convey was that a whole militia group armed to the teeth with AR-15s conveyed and closed in on the speaker's house. Yeah. This is what it's which blown is, into. Which is absolutely ridiculous and a lie. Chris is, is literally by himself, a- abiding by the law, dropping leaflets off at people's doorsteps. Now, again, think about this. People drop leaflets at people's doors all the time. Right. I mean, think about your local roofer or pizza place putting coupons on your door. If, if you think dropping a leaflet off constitutes a threat, then you better call the police on your local pizza place or the kid in your neighborhood who starts a lawn mowing business who puts a flyer on your door. Oh, so course. first of all, that is just absolutely an insane position to take. It is not illegal to exercise your First Amendment to block walk and inform people of how their elected officials are acting. I mean, that is a literal bedrock principle of our American Republic to be able to go around peacefully distributing literature. And like you said, all these lies, like saying, oh, this and that. Chris didn't even make it to Bonin's front door. The police were already there. He had a polite conversation with police officers, handed them the postcard, handed them his business card, and left. Yeah. I mean, to, to characterize this as as some sort of intimidation tactic is ridiculous. The real intimidation tactic is Speaker Bonin using the media to libel his name. Oh, and, and, and to it, spread and to spread direct mistruths about his actions. I mean, that is actually disgusting and repugnant. And you know, not you know, I'm not trying to sound like uh, President Trump here, but this is literally the definition of fake news media. Absolutely. They're and it not is, even, they're not even taking the basic five minutes to say, okay, let's think about this. A person dropping a leaflet off at doorsteps and then leaving, not having a conversation, no protesting, unarmed constitutes intimidation. Are you crazy? I mean, that you just have, you have to literally be stupid to believe that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know how else to like even explain it. So yeah, I mean, this is absolutely disgusting what they're doing and you know, I'll take a break here because I know you might have some other questions or viewers, but, you know, the other thing I would ask people to think of it is think of it this way. When the political class does something like this, how does it benefit them if we believe them? How oh. does it benefit them if we believe them? It, and this is very clear. They're lying right now, and it benefits them. If we believe Bonin in the fake news media right now, if we believe them, it benefits them that, A, they, they kill our bill, and B, they blame the bill dying on activists. You know, last time I checked, I'm not an elected official. I don't get to vote. I don't get to schedule a hearing. No, you're the one killing the bill. All we're doing is putting pressure on you to actually abide by the law and do your job. So when, when we believe the lies that they tell, if we don't stop and just think about this for a second, they're trying to get gun owners in Texas to infight and blame one another so they can go, another legislative cycle without taking any action on gun rights, then next year they're not even in session. So in 2021, when they come back, they can find another excuse to blame it on us. So 
we, we need to be very careful and realize that no, they are absolutely lying and they want us to fight amongst ourselves and, and blame each other when really they're the ones who vote. They're the ones who are in control. We elected them to go there and do the right thing. And then when they go there and they don't do it, they want to blame us. I mean, come on. That's, yeah. That's ridiculous. And, and you know, uh, it is defamation. It is liable. There was injury brought by this you know there was all sorts of i mean it's it it took uh a good man and drug his name through the mud on the national stage and and un unwarranted you know completely untrue and you know you 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 started off by saying dennis bonin is a liar and yes absolutely he is and here's the thing on his facebook page he is actively blocking people and actively deleting critical comments on all of his posts because he is trying to control the narrative and he is desperate to get people to uh, to believe him that it is these crazy right-wing gun activists that are responsible for him killing the single most pro-gun piece of legislation that we could conceive. And... He needs cover to do that. He can't just kill it and not feel any sort of rebuke from that. And so he's trying to scapegoat gun rights activists in order to give him an excuse for why he killed it. And so whenever people are critical of him on his public Facebook page, he's deleting their comments and he's blocking them. I'm myself. I'm blocked from his page. I cannot comment on anything on his page anymore. And there are plenty of other people who are watching right now that are going through the same thing. Where they are trying to, uh, they're trying to voice their displeasure, their disgust, their uh, just their how how upset they are with Speaker Bonin for everything that he's done, from appointing Navarez to chair to uh, killing constitutional carry to uh, to defaming a good uh, activist. People are upset. And he is silencing them as best he can. It's it's hard for him to do because there are so many comments. But but a liar would not need to censor people in order to maintain the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think just I totally agree with what you said. And and just for everyone listening to think about too, he is a public official. His job is to serve the public and uphold our rights, our constitutional rights. And so when people petition the government, which is literally your constitutional right, to peacefully petition the government, he, 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 he silences them, he blocks them from Facebook, he defames people in the media. I mean, you know, again, I, I don't use words lightly, but like that should tell you about his character. That should tell you about how he is acting as an official in Texas, completely disregarding what his constituents are telling him that they want. Um, and, and it's disgusting that someone would act like that. I mean, again, you know, it, it's not shocking because we know politicians often do the wrong thing more often than not, unfortunately. But, you know, this is, is really disheartening, especially like you said, I think at the beginning of the podcast, for a state like Texas that has a rich history and, and proud to be gun owners, proud for, for gun rights. But here you guys are struggling to even get a hearing. Not, we're not even talking about a, a vote in the full legislature, which obviously we want, but just hold a hearing on the bill. The bill's been introduced, you know, you know, hold a hearing, and they, they won't even do that for the most popular gun rights bill in the nation is, is, is really a sad moment. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, 
if Bonin really wanted to to stop the phone calls, all he had to do was do what we wanted. It's not that difficult. But he is so adamantly against it that he would rather uh, he would rather do what he did than even bring it for a vote. Which you know, a lot of people say that it doesn't have the votes to pass. That's BS. Because if a clean constitutional carry bill gets to the House floor and a Republican votes against it, they become a target. And nobody wants that. And so this whole thing is orchestrated to prevent a vote because they know that people will vote for it, meaning it will pass even if they don't want it because voting against it would be political suicide for them. And so it's just tangled webs, really. Uh, and... Uh, it's it, it's oh, yeah, Marcus asks can he legally block you on a public page oh that's a good question I I, I don't know um, that's something that's worth taking a look into for sure um, now I, I, I want to kind of move forward here um, the uh, I know that uh, that we kind of do things differently from a public perspective uh, given our two different organizations, but we have uh, we have been critical of the NRA and the TSRA uh, because of, of what it is that, that they've been doing and how they've been trying to derail us and, and things like that. And, and there's nothing wrong with, uh, with um, a difference of opinion and a difference of approach, but the NRA and TSRA, the Texas affiliate, which is the Texas State Rifle Association, has issued an email out to its members saying that they basically pushing the Bonin lie and blaming us for killing the bill that they've been silent on the entire time, by the way. And Bonin posted up that, that email and along with this statement, he said, I want to thank the Texas State Rifle Association, the state's premier organi organization fighting for Second Amendment rights. Well, I don't know how many how premier they are because they only have 30,000 members and um, between both of us we absolutely destroy that number uh, he says by now most of you have heard that, that my family and I and other lawmakers and their families have been in incessantly harassed by fanatical gun rights activists who want to eradicate sensible gun policies this is where things get very telling for Dennis Bonin because he actually, I, I think this is where he screwed up the most. Because he was honest for once. He says, one fringe organization's leader traveled disturbing... Uh, I'm skipping ahead here because that's not really important. We've already beat that to death. These individuals want anyone, including criminals, to be able to carry a gun without a license and proper safety trading. That is, a, that is text straight from the Moms Demand Action playbook. Because that is... Not true. Our bill specifically says person law. Uh, uh, oh God. Uh, it just escaped me. Uh, it says person not prohibited from possessing. That is all throughout the bill. So unless you are prohibited by law from possessing a firearm, which, well, that doesn't include criminals, which is right here in his statement, which is another lie. But He's he's pushing this and saying, I've always been at the forefront of some of strengthening Texas Second Amendment rights as exhibited by my 100% voting record with the NRA. Again, trying to pander. And uh, 
the fact that he is openly saying now that he does not support our legislation by pushing pushing off more lies that um you know the moms demand action texas gun sense all parrot which are untrue He's now banking yeah, I mean, on the fact that we are going to crumble. And I think that that's where he screwed up the most because we're not going to crumble. He's going to start feeling some political pain from this for sure. Sorry, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm sorry for trying to interrupt. And that was, that was 100% accurate. I mean, you know, the first couple of things, yeah, obviously we're, we're you know, truly disappointed that you know the nra affiliate would send out that email regurgitating that lie um which is truly bizarre because you know they were in uh kentucky proud that kentucky passed constitutional carry so that's a really weird cognitive dissonance uh for them to be disconnected on that when like we've said repeatedly constitutional carry is the number one priority uh bill in basically all 50 state legislators, people want constitutional carry to be law. And then secondly, like you said, I mean, Bonin is fully admitting. I, I can't remember who wrote it. It was, it was uh, some paper in the past couple of days where, where Bonin admits, he says, yeah, I think this is bad policy. And then again, like you said, he's either too ignorant or too lazy to have his staff read the bill to him and say, actually, no, prohibited people still are barred from carrying guns. Or he's a liar, and he's just spreading more lies about what the legislation does. I mean, look, part of my job is also to, to do research, and we have policy analysts in our organization do research. And we can tell you, we've looked at the FBI crime statistics across the nation for violent crime and things like that. In the states that have passed constitutional carry, they statistically, according to the FBI, have lower violent crime rates and firearms crimes than any other states in the country. And that's because what we all know, when you remove the tax and the fee and burden associated with legally exercising your God-given right, your natural right to carry a firearm, it allows honest, good citizens to exercise their rights. Because we all know, if someone's a criminal, if someone's a felon, they're going to violate the law anyways. It doesn't matter what laws you put in place. You can make it impossible. You know, you know, you could pass all sorts of permitting laws to carry guns. They're not going to abide by them in the first place. The people that are hurt by those laws are honest people who don't want to run afoul of the law because they like their community. They have a job. They have a family, you know, et cetera. And, and really what we see is when you when you pass constitutional carry, crime rates pl literally plummet. States become safer. So it's, it's like Dennis Bonin is just is ignorant. Like he can't even he can't even get his staff to do basic research for him. Uh, to uphold the constitutionality of of our our natural rights to be able to defend ourselves, whether we're in our homes or in public. I mean, that is a basic fundamental freedom of being a person to be able to defend yourself. Um, so yeah, it's 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 particularly sad. And and like you said, he's feeling the heat. So what are we going to do? We're going to double down. We're not leaving. You know, our, our president of our organization put out a video shortly after they were spreading those lies. And that was the conclusion of his video. We're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. We're, we're, we're going to keep fighting, politically fighting, in Texas, peacefully using our First Amendment rights to fight for our Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. And, and we're going to double down on Dennis Bonin. We're going to keep pouring phone calls into his office and sending petitions. And, you know, it's funny. He, he One of the other lies he said is, you know, I was in Austin. You know, where were you? And it's like, We've been in Austin. We've been saying, hold a hearing. 
Like that's what we wanted you to do. We were we were at the Capitol saying, please, we're here. We're we're, we're lobbying. We're using the grassroots to say hold a hearing. We're visiting our legislators. We're making phone calls. Don't don't sit here and act like we haven't been doing that the entire legislative session. We just realized you've basically ignored every avenue of speech. So yeah, we sent one guy, literally armed only with orange postcards, to let people know, hey, call your representatives, call Dennis Bonin, tell him to tell Navarez to hold a hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just you know, again, I understand you know the, the members of your organization, the member of Texas Gun Rights, get it, but. I really hope for anyone else listening who's who's been reading the fake news media, just put those pieces together and realize how consistently they lie, how consistently they defame people. And this is this is the same situation. They're they're lying and they're defaming Chris McNutt. And if you just take five, you know, five, ten minutes of basic research to look into the situation, you'll realize that we are doing the right thing. We're, we're peacefully using our First Amendment rights to gain back the second amendment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, and I just encourage and, and thank everyone listening. Who's been doing that. Don't, yeah. don't lose hope. These, 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 these political fights take time. We've seen it, you know, in, in South Dakota, it took a long time. It, it took getting one chamber of the legislature, then the other chamber of the legislature, and then eventually getting a governor who would do it. And you know what? We kept going, we kept going and it's hard when it takes time, but eventually it became law. Yeah. Same thing in Oklahoma, same thing in Kentucky. So when they tell you and they make fun of you and they deride you and mock you, yeah, it can be hard, but that's, that is the moment we have to go. We're going to support one another and we're doubling down. We're not going to stop. And that is, that's the right attitude to take. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm reading through some of the comments here. Gary York says criminals don't follow the law anyway. So it's a mute point. Um, well, you know, you were talking about laws earlier and how you could put all the permitting laws you want. What if we just made it illegal to kill somebody? Wouldn't that solve the problem? I mean, yeah, exactly to your point. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I mean, that, that, that's, that's actually just exactly what that individual said. Common sense. Criminals don't follow the law. So why are we going to criminalize people by saying, okay, look, if you want to exercise, exercise one of your constitutional rights first, you got to pass all these arbitrary tests. Then you have to pay a tax to us. And then we're going to set up all these rules and regulations about how you should exercise your right. Meanwhile, criminals are going, well, I mean, I'm just going to illegally obtain a firearm and go rob this convenience store. I don't, I don't care what stupid thing you say. Yeah. While the rest of us are, are honestly trying to abide by the law because like, you know, like we said, we have jobs, we have families, we're involved in a community. Like we don't, we don't, we're not, carrying a firearm for criminal intent. We're carrying a firearm peacefully. I mean, you can look at the statistics. Firearms owners, law-abiding firearms owners are, are literally some of the most peaceful people because we love our country. We love our communities. We want to keep people safe. We want to protect people. We want to protect ourselves. And so, yeah, when, when people spread lies like this or set up all these arbitrary standards to exercise your natural right, I mean, it, it has such a negative effect. It, it actually allows criminals and evil people to perpetrate their crimes while we are held back um, through arbitrary government laws. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, you're spot on. And um, I, from here it's from here, we have a a clear target from here. We have uh, a clear voice to unite behind. Um, We, 
there there is no reason why uh we should not be able to to unify behind this and 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 apply all of the pressure that we need to and you know it's not going to we need to f- focus a lot on dispar- d- dispelling the misinformation but ultimately i think that what we uh what we really need to do is we need to make sure that everybody is aware of just what Dennis Bonin did this session here in Texas. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that block walking should be ramped up. I think that, uh, flyers and mailers and emails and, and phone calls, all of that needs to be pushed through. Even when session is over, we need to make it, make it known that, Dennis Bonin screwed up by attacking and betraying gun owners in this state. And, you know, he can hide behind his A rating of the NRA all day, but we're smarter than that. And we're not going to, we're not going to tolerate the, the pushing of lies and the using of the national media to defame our character, to defame our name, to defame and lie about what it is that we're doing. And I am not going to, I'm not going to stand idly by I know our members are not going to stand idly by. I know you're not going to. I know Chris is not going to. Um, we're, we're, if anything, this has been the motivating factor to really get the train up to full speed. And, you know, Bonin is going to be sorry politically because I don't want anybody to think that I'm threatening him with violence. But Bonin is going to be sorry that he ever screwed with Texas. And... You know, I I really don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, Chris, do you have uh, do you have any closing remarks or anything that you would you want to say uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would just say a hundred percent agree with you, and it's a good reminder to everyone listening, all the gun owners out there, the power of the First Amendment. And just l- take a look at you know, obviously we're talking about Texas. We're gonna like I said, Texas gun rights isn't going anywhere. NAGR isn't going to go anywhere. We're gonna keep politically fighting for the full restoration of gun rights in Texas. But we can look at other states and and see what grassroots activists peacefully assembling, using phones, using email, going to hearings, delivering petitions has done. There are states that people said, oh, you'll never pass constitutional carry here. And we've proved them wrong. Maine and New Hampshire are two great examples. Most people do not think of Maine and New Hampshire as pro-gun havens. Well, you know what? There's a lot of gun owners there, and they were mad about their rights being infringed upon, especially since Vermont has had constitutional carry since it's been a state, since the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And we went there with other with other folks, with grassroots activists, and we said, you know what? We're going to get our program going. We're going to get the phone calls rolling. We're going to get the mail going. We're going to have people come up and politely but firmly remind the, the, the our elected officials who they work for, work for us. And, and, and we worked, and especially, as I mentioned, in South Dakota, where it did. It took a long time, but you know what? It worked. The peaceful protesting worked. It, it worked. The law has been changed, and people are free from the shackles of a government tax and a government mandate that you must get a permit before you want to exercise your right to lawfully defend yourself. And so I would just remind everyone out there, just like you said, Keep up the fight. It, you know, yeah, you know, we, politically, we took a punch. But you know what? Politically, we're going to get back in the ring. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep going back to the Capitol. We're going to keep walking neighborhoods. We're going to keep 
doing everything we've done because we can look across the country and see that it's worked. And 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 we should remind ourselves too. Just I want to close with this that even when we're defamed for literally doing nothing wrong for being great grassroots activists, look at what the other side does. You know, the other side are the people that go to hearings and they stand up and they yell and they curse. And they're the ones who protest and lay down in hallways and, and say disgusting things. We have the opportunity to rise above that and say, you know what, we're just going to tell the truth. We're going to tell the truth about what Dennis Bonnet has done. He's a liar. We're going to tell the truth that Navarez has refused to hear this bill and, and they won't bring it up. And we don't have to resort to any sort of, you know, actions beyond advocating for the truth because the truth is is the powerful tool in our toolbox. Um, and then, you know what, come election season, we're going to remember when they come to our doors once again and they send us mail, we're going to remember what they did. And that is the power you have as a voter right there is when they come begging for your vote. Oh, no, I, I really care about, you know, the Second Amendment and blah, 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 this and that. You have the power to go. No, I remember what you did in the 2019 legislative season. I know what you did, and I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to do it. That that scares them more than anything else. They are terrified of people who say, you're not getting my vote. You're not getting my dollars. See you later. And so I would just encourage people to stay on that path. Um, we're proud to you know work in, in, in Texas. We're proud of Texas gun rights. We're grateful to work with individuals and groups like yourself who are like-minded want to, to restore our rights and so i just you know thank you for letting me come on the show today and, and i really appreciate the time to talk to you and, and engage with your members there on facebook well um the pleasure is all mine i i really appreciate you coming on and um helping tell the story helping tell the truth because in the end the truth is what matters the truth is going to uh, the truth is going to be what what makes us win and you know, lies run out. Lies might might get you a, a, a little boost at the beginning, but it's short-sighted. And, uh, you know, as long as we keep pushing, as long as we keep telling the truth, as long as we keep, uh, stay motivated, stay on mission, stay on target, stay focused, we will have constitutional carry in this state. And we will uh, show Speaker Bonin that actions have consequences. He might still retain the gavel, but he's going to feel it, feel it come next election for sure. Uh, Chris, thank you so much again for being here. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I can't thank you enough. It, it is, it is really, it means a lot. And um, I'm going to wrap up, but uh, if you ever want to come back on, you have an open invitation um, uh, to our members that are listening right now, right now, is the time. If you're not a member of LSGR, go to lsgr.live slash join and join for $6 a month. Uh, we really, all of that money is going to help us defeat Bonin. Uh, until next Sunday, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.